You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so happy to be here with you this week. I'm Leon Dolan. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. My latest novel is Lost and Found in Paris. Hey, it's coming out in paperback in April. In case you're looking Yay. for a book club pick, there you go. <laughs> big tip, big tip. All right, Liz, what's up with you? I am. A, this is Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm a marketer and I'm a podcaster. Just hanging out here in my little podcast studio with my dog, Hooper. How about you, Joel? Well, this is Julie Dolan, and I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm the eldest sister. Um, I'm a podcaster and a grandmother. And here's my question for you, um, sisters, uh, this week. You know, there are about 50 million people across the country today that are under either a weather watch or an advisory. So I want to know, what is your bad weather go-to food? Okay, some you're going to get some bad weather. Leon, what do you go to the store for? Oh, okay. I like to make stews when I know that the weather's going to be inclement here in California. Like we just had all that rain. So a lot of stews okay, li- so makes and red wine. Wasn't done yet. Red wine. <laughs> Stew and red wine. That's that's what I'm going for. <laughs> all right. Okay, Liz, how about you? <laughs> well, of course the red wine, but also um Mama Capra's marinara. So now oh. that I know how to make a delicious marinara and it's very time consuming, I just stock up on those good tomatoes. That I forget what they're called. The ones it's like San Marino or uh-huh. yeah, the, that's it. A, yeah. A certain part of Italy from Italy. And uh, I just like slowly cook a little marinara sauce because you can put marinara on anything else you have in the house. That's my theory. <laughs> that's good. It's a, it's a real emergency food. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it is telling that all three sisters are going to buzz in with wine on their emergency <laughs> food list. I'm going to go with the, the emergency Sauvignon Blanc uh, that I think you need to have. I like to have my coffee supplies and yeah. then some kind of broth in the house. Oh. Uh, but um, all of those things are needed uh, today. So if you're if you're spending time inside and we hope you're making soup or stews or, or sauces or perhaps later in the day having a glass of wine. Yes. Peace and sauce. A restorative broth there, Julie. <laughs> touch, touch it down nappy. Going back. Going back to down sure. nappy. All right. Well, we have a full show for you today, as always. Um, Julie, you got an existential question. Where was it? At the grocery store? You want no, to no, it was at the mall, at the oh. shopping mall. Okay. I almost lost it. Okay. I many people have almost lost it at malls, Julie. No shame there. Uh, I have a magazine and catalog report. So Ooh. I am gonna really answer the question, uh, thanks to um, uh, House and Garden, uh, glassware investigative report. So should you store your glasses up or down? Forget Ooh. it. We got to talk about that. Breaking news. Yeah. Um, Liz, what do you have going on? You have a lot of entertaining sisters items. Today. I do, but I also have two alarming new places that have opened in my neighborhood <laughs> that I think <laughs> I need to tell you about because things that used to be fun, they're just sucking all the fun out of it, sisters. <laughs> And Julie, you have something called the Trader Joe Awards. 
Yes, what, this, is award, this is award season, Leanne, and okay. I, I have a full report in, in including testing some of the winning items from Trader Joe's 14th Annual Consumer Choice Awards. So you're not going to want to miss that. Mm, all right. Okay. Excellent. So that's a full show. But Julie, yes. what, what happened at the mall? Are you okay? okay? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, longtime listeners may remember a show we did a while back where I announced that I became a grandmother and I had a brand new granddaughter named Alice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she turns 16 next week. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. 16. I don't know how that happened, but she's turning 16. So obviously I wanted to get her a special gift for her birthday. And of course, like most 16 year olds, she's planning on getting a driver's license. So I found what I thought was a perfect item. It's a keychain ID case for her. And that's what I plan to give her for her birthday. And I went to the mall and I got, and I found it and it was great. And, um, and then I was also going to have it wrapped right in the store and thing and I thought well this is just going to be all so nice it's working out really well so I went over after I paid to, for it I went over to the gift wrapping section and this very nice young girl was wrapping the gift and she was kind of talking to me as she was wrapping it and then she handed me my bag and she looked me right in the eyes and she said okay so uh what are your next steps I said what <laughs> I said what I what? No, I was just taken aback. I mean, I, I, I'm ready for like, hey, do you have big plans for the weekend? Or, you know, hey, are you having a good day? But she asked me like, what are my next steps? And I, I, I just like stammered. I said, my next steps? Uh, I don't know what my next steps are. That's the problem. Okay. I'm three times older than you, honey, but I don't know what my next steps are. Oh, that is so funny. That's Just deep. Bro- yeah, that's wow. Putting you on notice. You are. I was, you know, and I think it's part of their training at the store that they're trying to engage the customer. And she fully engaged me, you know, and I was just about to like really pour my heart and soul out to her about what, what my next step should be. But I refrained. I refrained. <laughs> I feel like we need to do a follow-up in a couple of weeks to see if you figured out an answer to that question, or maybe you'd like to write a pep talk. What my next steps are. Oh, I mean, so you can see. Yeah. I've been in a sort of, I've been in a state ever since I purchased that gift. What are my next steps? (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, good for her. She's really doing, she's doing some vital work there at the mall. That's, that's great. Doing the work, doing the work. You got it. Well, Julie, along that line, I have I have a brand new favorite accessory. Um, so this week we, my husband and I managed to get away for a night to celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary. Oh, c- good work, Leanne. Thank Congratulations. You. We, we yeah. had a trip planned uh, at, earlier in the month, but because we had so much rain, we canceled it. And so we had a very spontaneous trip to a beautiful place in Ojai. And as you know, Julie, we're golfers now. I know it surprises you, but. <laughs> yes, um, it does. Every time you say that, it's shocking, but, but embrace it, Leanne. It's yes. a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Part of my next steps are the PGA tour. And um, so, so, so we're golfing, we're on the golf package, you know, that means there's going to be a lot of golfing. So what do I bring with me? Where should I bring everywhere now? I bring my new 
personal massager. You guys, oh. have, do you have one of these things? These portable percussive massagers? Yes. Oh, some people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I bring it everywhere now. I, I didn't realize that everybody I knew had one of these until one of our texts changed from my friend, college friends, like exploded with, oh, we all, everyone in the family has their own personal massager. We all just sit on the couch and massage ourselves night and day. <laughs> and I have had very tight calf muscles now for a couple of years. I'm not uh-huh. going to go into it, but all I can tell you no, is please don't. Please my don't. son gave me this for Christmas. I take it everywhere with me now. I'm like, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. Let me just go get the massager so I can just <laughs> loosen up what, my calf muscles. Can I ask what brand you got? Is it a Theragon? Is it a Theragon, no. a Hyperice? I have it? a Hyperice and oh, it's okay. a small one. So it's portable, Liz. That's the yes. point. It fits right in my no. bag, Liz. I, I brought it. Not only did I bring it on vacation with me, I brought it in the golf cart with me. <laughs> I just... People Between- take them to the tennis courts, Leanne. I have I- seen people working oh, you- on hamstrings oh. all the time. Yeah. Okay. I, I it's, it's everywhere now. Like before I go to yoga, I just do a little personal massaging in the front seat of my car <laughs> before I get, get in to go. I can't you- believe how addicted to this thing I am. It's my okay. favorite new accessory. Well, so- you can't believe what just happened at my gym because you were you were raving about this last week, and I was right. thinking, God, for my left leg, lefty lefty needs some kind of special attention. I should get one of those. But then I went to the gym where I work out, and I saw that in the corner, they had installed a full station of these devices. <laughs> Leah, no, wow! No, not only are there the guns. There are the rollers and the oh. rollers vibrate. Oh, Have you well, tried those? No. You're going to no. need to get yourself one of those because you know how you're all, always working on that calf or that IT band. Right. You have to roll back and forth on oh. the roller. Now you don't even need to roll. You just lay on the roller and it vibrates. It's really good. I highly recommend. <laughs> so, Julie, next steps. Get get one okay. of these things. Just well, I, start percussive massaging yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. It is. Hey, I take it everywhere. Okay. Well, speaking of aggressive wellness, which is what I'm now calling it, uh, <laughs> very aggressive wellness breaking out in my neighborhood. Are there two alarming places? Remember, you had one in Pasadena, Leon. I also had one here in Santa Monica, the Urban Sweat Lodge. Oh, yeah. Urban yes. Sweat Lodge. Yes. Right next to my yoga place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Urban Sweat Lodge really did not make it through the pandemic. It's not very COVID friendly, an urban urban sweat lodge. So that went out of business. But now two new places have moved in. Right, like the main retail dragon in my neighborhood is Montana Avenue. So we used to have a very nice neighborhood laundromat, gone. What we have in the place of the laundromat now, which people actually used, is a place called Perspire. <laughs> What? <laughs> that sounds a little stinky. Actually, I know. If you want. Okay, Julie, Perspire Sauna Studio. Oh. So, all, so all it is is sauna, and mm-hmm. it's those new infrared saunas that blah, blah, blah. They say it will transform your health and wellness routine. Seems really aggressive. Each session combines red light therapy and infrared heat. So I keep reading about these infrared saunas. It's like, I don't understand. Well, it turns out the infrared saunas, they don't really heat the air around you so much. The infrared lamps just heat your body directly, which frankly, I don't like the sound of that at all. I get the massage. I don't know. Get no, a massage. Get, get a I mean, massage. you don't like you don't like dinners that have been sitting under infrared lights. So yeah, why would yeah, you? heat lamp. 
Do I really want to heat lamp myself so I perspire with people in a former laundromat? There is no, there's just no part of that that sounds appealing. So perspire will not be on my list to check out a not as hot as a sauna sauna. No. Uh, But then if you think there could be an even less appealing name, how about this? At the end of the block, face gym. Okay, that's opening. What is that, Liz? Face, 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 F-A-C-E, face, F-A-C-E, face gym. All one word, though, Leon. face gym. Do they have rollers in there for your face? What are you doing? Okay. Hey, what I'm going to read you a little bit of the information they have because okay. it just sounds super stupid. Okay, whoever said beauty is only skin deep didn't know about the 40 plus forgotten face muscles you need to work out and tone if you want to get truly face fit. Okay. Did you know the face fit was even a thing you were supposed to want to be? Yeah. Yeah, No, I'm not into it. Um, You can take your face, facial fitness to the next level from our signature hands treatment for a manual face workout to our cutting edge cryo medi lift for the ultimate face fitness and tension release. It's time to get physical sisters. So Basically what this is, it's a facial with all the relaxation taken out of it, right? (laughs) It just is like what used to be like terrible. the ultimate no effort thing was a facial, right? Right, yes. You see, you just lay there, somebody rubs your face. Well, now it's a, it's a, (laughs) now it's a fitness activity and you know, you're in trouble. There was one note, hang on, let me get to what it said on the website. Cause I was like, oh, well, this is just wrong. It says, Please note your full appointment time will be 70 minutes, which includes your 60 minute workout plus an additional 10 minutes for pre and post workout consultation with your trainer. Oh, Oh, so now you don't even get someone called a facialist anymore. You get a trainer (laughs) face, Jim. No, no, I am not for this. Oh my gosh. Only in Santa Monica. Only in Santa Monica, California, would they have something like that? I mean, I used to complain that the whole street was just uh, Pilates studios. Well, now it's Pilates plus this kind of stuff. I can hardly walk there anymore. It's just too much pressure. Well, Liz, you know, it's funny. I am going to be on Montana Ave. In addition to um, Perspire and Face Gym, there's a new bookstore that is uh, is going to be opening in a couple of weeks called Zibby's Books on Montana and 11th, which happens to be right across the street from, as we know, the Satellite Sisters P.O. Box, the famous <laughs> Satellite yeah. Sisters P.O. Box. <laughs> they have been working so on that place I, for a while, Lee, and I've been watching them transform this space into a lovely looking bookstore. Yeah, small, charming, 900 square feet, uh, very pro female authors and women's fiction and all kinds of female writers. So they're having an opening weekend of February 18th and 19th. And I'll be there on the 19th, Sunday, the 19th at 11, just signing books, standing in the bookstore. You come by and then you can go to Face Gym after or Perspire. You can go to brunch. It's all <laughs> doable on Montana Ave. Well, you know, but it's also February yeah. 19th is also your birthday. So I could take you yes. to Perspire for your birthday if you'd that's, like to do that. That's I'm what I sure want. I'm sure they have some special packages. <laughs> Be sure to bring your Theragun with you. Maybe you could work that in. 
Okay. So it's called Zibby's Books. That's good. Okay. I'll put all that info in the show notes, but yeah, come on to Montana Avenue. It's, it's been a long, you know, Drugtown is out of business now and it's going downhill. So this Zibby's was a beacon of positive activity on the Avenue. Excellent. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to (laughs) buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's, That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay, Leanne and Julie, I have a parenting question for the two of you. This is the parenting dilemma being faced by Donna Kelsey. Now, you've probably seen this in the news. <laughs> Donna Kelsey has two sons, Jason and Travis, who are both NFL stars playing for the Eagles and the Chiefs, respectively, and they are going to face off against each other in the Super Bowl coming up. So you each have two boys. I just want to know. What is a mother to do in this situation where you have your two sons facing off against each other in the Super Bowl? What would you do? Well, this is Julie, and I I, I would get a, a ticket for a seat on the 50-yard line, smack dab in the middle, uh -huh. and then I would have a jersey made with both Eagles and Chiefs together, you know, so one half is Eagles, one half is Chiefs, just right in the middle, and I tell both of them that I love them very much. That's what I would do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I've seen her in that jersey, so she's set there. Honestly, I wouldn't go to the game. Uh, I really? just don't think I could go. Yeah. I think I would be like Pete Sampras's parents who never went to a single match he played. Like, I, I just don't think I could do it. I would be so nervous for both of them yeah. and feel so terrible for the one that lost. And so happy for the one that won. I mean, so I, I don't think I could go. I would, you know, be at home and root for my favorite son. <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly what they're going to be thinking, Leah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I wish her luck because that is yes. um, that is it's very exciting for her, but it's also a really difficult position to be in. Yes. Yeah. It is. It is. You know, I saw New York Times in their Upshot column had a story. Um, it's um, a review of some Pew Research Center did did another new big survey of parents, and uh, some of the some of the results of this survey were kind of interesting. Number one, that, you know, eight out of 10 parents find uh, child raising to be enjoyable and rewarding. That's good. That's good. I don't yes. know about the other oh, two, good. but, <laughs> but two thirds of the respondents to the survey said that they thought parenting was much harder than they thought it was going to be. Okay. And I, and I think that's true because you really don't know what you're going to, you know, what you're going to getting yourself into rightly. And as a parent, until you become a parent and a third of those respondents um, thought it was a lot harder than they expected. Um, and some of it has to do with this generation of mothers and of fathers that are coming up. Do you realize that working mothers now spend as much time with their kids as stay-at-home moms did in the 60s and 70s. Wow. I mean, think wow. about that. Because in this, well, yeah. it is in the 60s and 70s, like the parenting style or the popular parenting style was probably um, 
some neglect. I mean, you just weren't spent. You weren't. You <laughs> but weren't not, I'm neglect. But, but I neglect. Yeah. yeah. But you just were. You were engaged in adult activities. Okay. You weren't always engaged in parenting activities. This generation of parents really feels that in a well, number one, they have all-consuming you know, professional jobs or jobs, because, you know, those are a lot more demanding. But mothers and fathers really feel like they, you know, they, they're in a position where they constantly have to teach their children. They constantly have to interact with the child, that that's different. And uh, nearly half of the respondents in this survey said that they, um, they were trying to raise their children differently than they were raised. Oh. And that's the, the consequence of that decision. You know, uh, many of them said they didn't want to yell at their children as much as their parents yelled at them or didn't listen to them, that they wanted to constantly be giving their children more positive affirmations. Uh, and uh, so if you're not, that's that makes parenting even it's harder. Very time consuming. Very a, time. It's very time consuming. <laughs> Right. It requires. I'm not a, a parent. Lot. I'm not a parent, so I can say anything. Yeah. But it, re but it requires, you know, a lot of discipline, and it means that you're not doing things like in as intuitively. You know that you're making very deliberate choices about how you're, um, how you're parenting. You know, rather than well, I'm just copying the style my parents. You know how how they raised me. That's so interesting. So that's yeah, really I thought that was really interesting. And probably the other area that this generation of parents, I think, feels more deeply is they're very concerned about the mental health of their children. And I think because people are more open about talking about mental health and, mm -hmm. think, you know, about um, depression, about, you know, the incidence of suicide, that that, you know, that creates a lot of pressure and concern for parents to be really focused on the mental health of their child, in addition to everything else that um, that in the past parents have worried right. about. Where I think like our parents, it was just all they could do to keep us alive. Like that. it was more that. Well, but we had a lot, yeah, a lot of kids. I mean, yeah. I think it's I, I I admire this generation of parents that they're yes. trying to rethink it. Like there's no yes. They're, you know, they're looking at how they were raised and they're saying, what can I do differently? Maybe right. better, differently. You know, yes. there are going to be uh, some great advances and there are going to be things where they're just really exhausted at the end of the day. I just suggest you don't have to go to every birthday party with your child. <laughs> Take that two hours and go to the mall, maybe. Do yeah. something for yourself. But I think you know, face gym, face gym. Yeah, they're, they're really trying. They're really trying to be intentional about it. And I, yes. I support that. It's just they don't get much support from anybody else. They're out there. Yeah. I mean, poor mothers have been killed during the pandemic. Uh, they're out there trying to do their best. So I know. I, I know say, they are. And it. I go for it. I think right. those of us that know mothers, know young mothers, right. that, you know, neighbors, family members, co-workers, this is a time where they can really use your support. Because one of the one of the other findings uh, was that parents feel a lot of pressure and judgment from their friends, from their families, from online communities. I mean, yes, they have access to more information, but they also have access to a lot more judgment about yeah. everything they do. Mm -hmm. And that cannot be easy. You know, I mean, that that is, you know, uh, it must is very, you know, that's a real pressure on parents. So right. 
we love you parents. We want to help. So, <laughs> right. Think about yes. it, Julie. When we started this show 22 years ago, we talked about working mothers all the time. Now we talk uh-huh. about working parents because I think dads are more involved than they were in our generations uh, intentionally, but we're still talking about it. So, so many of the challenges that, that we faced 22 years ago that we talked about and the experts we brought on to talk about stuff, women today are still, still facing it. There hasn't been a huge difference, but I, I do think that focus on mental health health is interesting. I think that's yep. positive. I think that's yep. very positive. They're Me looking too, for man. the whole, the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we love talking about generational differences. Parenting is important. This story is complete and utter nonsense, but I bring it to you anyway, from Yahoo <laughs> finance, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> generational differences between boomers, you two and millennials and Gen Z. Okay. The things that millennials would rather spend their money on or their responses to when boomers say you're wasting your money on X, Y, and Z and millennials and Gen Z are like, no, we're not. So mm-hmm. here's a few things millennials and Gen Z have rejected the wedding industry. Oh, the wedding industry. That's it. They are taking a much different and cheaper approach to their big day. Do you know that the average cost of weddings has actually gone down? No, uh, it's really? Now 90, yeah, since the pandemic has totally changed people's opinions about what they can do and how they can do it. It's sort of thrown out all the rules. Uh, you know, the no frills wedding is kind of a, you know, a trendy thing now. So in 2020, uh, the average wedding was $28,000. It's now $19,000. So that's pretty significant. So they're just, yeah, they're not tossing everything out, but they're not necessarily just doing everything they're quote supposed to do. That seems like a healthy change. Yes. That seems sensible. Yes. Okay. Here's another thing. Like I know, have you been, has this happened to you when you walked into a coffee shop and you've been shamed cow's milk? It's over. (laughs) It's over. If you're a millennial and Gen Z, I mean, now when you order cow's milk, the baristas look at you like, What's wrong with you, Boomer? I just feel bad. But millennials and Gen Z, they're non-dairy milk all the way. So okay. oat milk all the way. I I I can't even. I, I'm just sticking with cow's milk. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's here's something that millennials and Gen Z are doing. Not buying diamonds. Okay, who is buying diamonds? But whatever. Apparently, not buying diamonds. That's it's, over. Yeah, it's over. They're looking for unique gemstones or handcrafted options. They're not looking for diamonds anymore. So there you go. So uh, sorry, Cartier, it's over. (laughs) Now, this one surprised me. Millennials have signified the death of paper napkins. I was excited for this because I thought, oh, they're using cloth napkins because they're reusable and they're more environmentally friendly. That millennials and Gen Z, I 100% support because that's how I roll at my house. But no, they're using, they're no using napkins, right? paper towels because they're more multi-use. Oh, don't oh, do that. No, don't do, you're breaking no. my heart, millennials. I mean, Martha Stewart is not going for that. <laughs> no. Right. Okay. Or Edna I mean, Dolan. Yeah, no or way. Edna Dolan. No, no, that was only... That was even on car trips, mom <laughs> always said. Like she had like patterned napkins for well, us, right? Napkins, yes. yes. I mean, come yeah. on. Uh, let's let's get some I'm gonna, you know what? I I mean I she didn't... carried like cocktail napkins. Yeah. In in her car, which is pretty yeah, telling. All over right. all the time. <laughs> I mean okay. There have to be some standards. I think we have to hold the line on some standards. And this one, I'll do one more. This one just made me laugh. Your bells. Oh, forget it. Millennials have killed doorbells. As one millennial wrote, 
The doorbell legit scares me. I jump every time now. It just seems really aggressive to ring someone's doorbell when you can text. So they they just, they're oh, not installing them. Oh. They're taping over them. Just text here. That's what okay. they want. They Jeez. Okay. That's it. The doorbell is dead. The doorbell <laughs> is dead if you're millennial or Gen Z. So just a few generational differences. Excellent. Okay. Well, my doorbell hasn't worked for about five years, so I'm feeling good about that one. <laughs> You can buzz from the lobby, but when you get to my actual door, no, just knock. So, so okay, that's good. That's good. I'm not going to replace it then. All right. And then uh, now I'm going to move on to my magazine and catalog report. Um, I had a lot of catalog, quite a backlog of magazines and catalogs. So we had some rainy weather and I just got myself a cup of tea and went through a bunch of things. Okay. One surprising finding from the Talbots catalog. I wanted to get your opinion on. I I didn't think that was possible to have anything surprising (laughs) from Talbots, Leon. Except that you get the Talbots catalog. Yeah. I mean, that, what does that say right there? Okay. Carry on, sister. Okay. So, and read it. Not only do we get it, Liz, <laughs> I study it. Um, all right. So here they have rebranded the tunic. All right. So, you know, that's like, you're going to cross a certain age at some point, you're just going to start wearing tunics, right? Mm-hmm. You just need a little but extra length in the coverage. back. Yeah, and there's coverage. no judgment. It, right. They look great. And they're we all love it. Yeah, they're very tunic. flattering. Yes. Good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You know what? I think Talbots is trying to like um, energize the tunic market. So they call them popovers. <laughs> no, what? that is not good. No, what? That's first of I, all, I, that's a food. What? It's a food. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see topovers. That would be cute. <laughs> oh, Julie, totally that is no. a good note. That's a good yeah. note. You got to send that into Talbots right away. I mean, Talbot stopovers. Look at that. That's like you got alliteration and everything. I, I no. just had to, I had to actually, I saw it in print and I like had to go to the, the website. Like, wait, what is happening? What is a popover? Did I miss it? No, just pages oh. and pages of popovers. So I, okay. I okay. You know I what that is, Liam? I'm just going to call it. That is trying to make fetch happen. That yes. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Yes, exactly right, Liz. Exactly right. So, uh, okay. Talbot's popovers. <laughs> Rejected. All right. Now, thank you, Better Homes and Gardens, because they went in and did an investigative report on whether we should store our glassware facing up or facing down. <laughs> okay. okay. I want I want to know. Quite interested in this. Yes. Very interested. I mean, let, let's face it. Don't you think about it every time you're like washing or you have company coming? What should I do? Blah, blah, blah. Especially, Julie, you have open shelving, right? Yes, and I that's, do. It's yes. a concern for you. Okay. So they went to a, um, they went to an expert, a woman named Jessica. Okay. Je- and women know named Jessica. They know everything, right? Uh-huh. So yeah, they do. That's a, yeah, <laughs> they do. You're they right. are blogging. They are lifestyle people. They are influencers. They're all named Jessica. Okay. So here's what Jessica said down, basically. Oh, down. Yeah. If, I am if- so relieved, Lynn, because you didn't <laughs> tell us before the show no. and I have all my glasses down. <laughs> yeah. And if you had set up, Okay, I mean that might have a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So this is glasses with the sturdy rim. If you really find glassware, you're going to need to find like a system to like uh, have them hanging so you don't chip the rim. But this is like your basic everyday uh, wine glass or something like that down because it keeps them cleaner. 
it keeps them uh, away from dirt, dusk, and potentially bugs, depending on where you live. Oh, Jessica, thank you so much. No one wants a bug. And Julie, particularly with you with that open shelving, ooh, a yeah. lot more opportunities for glasses to be exposed to potential contaminants, Joel. So store yeah. those That's, glasses. I'm, cook, I'm cooking up contaminants every day in my house. <laughs> Shortly and Store oh. them down. Store them down. But here's what you want to do. You want to make sure your glassware is completely dry before putting it away because you don't want to risk <clears throat> mold or mildew issues from the trap liquid. Now, couple of exceptions to this rule. Of course, Jessica, of course. Uh, coffee mugs you use every day, you can store them up. Like if something's frequently used and you're putting it in and out of the dishwasher every day and it's only in your in your cabinet for a day, go ahead, put them up. And then these fragile glass, you're going to want to uh, put a padding down on, uh-huh. on uh, to store like good champagne glasses and things like that. So you don't chip them, but there you go. Store okay. your glassware down. Okay. Zach, okay. How do you feel Liz? I feel totally validated because okay. that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I have a combination of open shelving and closed shelving mm-hmm. I, on the open shelving always down. Cause I just feel like there's a lot of things flying around in the air. Land, land inside. Yep. Yeah. Usually <laughs> dust. Cause I don't use the glasses very often, okay. uh, but inside the closed shelving, I am more likely to put it up just because flying around contaminants doesn't seem to be a thing, but I'm just going to, it's all down all the time now for me. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. She did say, keep your shelves clean. So there you go. Just a a reminder. Oh, then there's that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So popovers, no glasses down. Yes. Yeah. There's the magazine and catalog report. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. 
pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. Hey, we just want to remind you that, you know, we have things happening in 2023. Wouldn't you say? People yeah. need to keep in touch. Yes. We're going to... We're going to be... Um, there's going to be some surprises on the horizon in 2023. Yes. Some announcements. And we don't want, yeah, yeah, we don't want you to miss a minute. So here's what you can do. First of all, please follow the podcast or subscribe to the podcast or make sure you're getting the podcast automatically every time, depending upon what app you use, it's follow or subscribe. Do that. We would love to have you as a regular subscriber. That makes it easy for us to know that we have reached you. Friend us. Go ahead. Friend us over there on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group. Uh, it's a very delightful place on the internet. You do need to answer a couple of questions to get into the Facebook group. So please do. They're not, nothing personal They're and not nothing hard. tricky. <laughs> yes. yeah. We're not, not going to ask you your next steps. No, no. <laughs> there will be no questions about no next that. Steps. We don't want your pin for anything. No, no. <laughs> okay. And then follow us on Instagram. We're at Sat Sisters on Instagram. And we post over there every week as well. Uh, and, or you can follow us individually on Instagram as well. But at Sat Sisters should cover it. Also subscribe to Pep Talk is our weekly newsletter. And um, that comes every week we do the show. I try to put out a, a matching Pep Talk. So that gives you the show notes. But any of these you know, surprise announcements we could be having in 2023, you're going to want uh, Pep Talk for that as well. Okay. 
And we always love it when you recommend Satellite Sisters to your own Satellite Sisters. So that's great. You can just send them an episode of the show. You can, you know, forward pep talk to them. Pep talk is perfect for that. If you want to get your friends engaged in the sisterhood, just forward that right along. And then also whenever you give us a review or stars, that, that just makes us super happy. So special shout out to Laureen Ruby, who this week uh, posted five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. And she said, I have listened to every episode for four years. Oh, first, the title of it was Nothing Better. Okay, that, enough <laughs> thank said. Thank you. Enough said. Nothing better. Five stars. Laureen Ruby, thank you so much. But I've listened to every episode for four years. I've laughed and learned so much about women in sports, the Olympics, travel, TV shows, books, cooking, and more. Every big topic gets discussed. These sisters are a class act. Laureen, no one has ever said that to us before. No. Not in those words. <laughs> we love that. Edna Dolan would be so happy. And, you know, so thank you, Lorene. And anyone who ever wants, even if you just want to give us the stars, whatever app you use, it does help people say, oh, I'll give this show a try. And that's what we would really love. Expand the sisterhood. So thanks, Lorene Ruby. So nice. So nice. Well, sisters, you know, it's award season and uh, Trader Joe's has just announced their 14th annual Customer Choice Awards. Okay, I saw this article. I was like, we're having an ice storm. I rushed out before the bad weather hit to get all of these items so that I could try the award winning Trader Joe items for you for you and give you my personal review. How about that? That's very impressive, Julie. Okay, so. I know. Well, first thing is, I will just say that you're not going to be able to find all the award winners in your Trader Joe's store because wow. these are items are so hot. They're they're going so quickly that you just you might have to scout around or you might have to ask for them. But I did review a number of them. So I want to talk about their number one. 18,000 people voted and this was their number one snack f- uh, food choice. And that is the chili and lime flavored rolled corn uh, corn tortilla chips. Have you ever Mm. tried those? No, sounds delicious though. Well, they are delicious, Liz. I said, I'll test one. And then I had eaten 10 before I knew it. But I would describe this as complete road trip junk food, okay? Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. you are going to eat this out of a bag. Leanne, there is no way you could serve this with hummus and call it a nutritious snack. (laughs) There's no way that you could uh, pair it with salsa. Okay, same thing. This is junk food. You c- it's good for eating in a moving vehicle. Okay, but you it's might the rolled tortilla chip, rolled chili and lime rolled. Yeah, they look like uh, little rolled sticks. Okay, they're very tasty, oh. and you get the chili mm. and lime stuff all over your fingers. So you are yeah. going to need a napkin or a paper towel to wipe your fingers after using that. Now, the one I'm really disappointed that they didn't have, but sounds delicious, is as their number one beverage winner was the sparkling honey crisp apple juice. Doesn't mm. that sound good? Yeah, I don't know. Sound good. 
All right. Run, don't walk. If you're not under a winter advisory, go see if you can get some of that because that's, I love Honeycrisp apples and that sounds very, uh, very tasty. Um, here's, here is their big winner in the dairy and cheese product area. And that is cheddar cheese with caramelized onions. I was able to snag uh, some of this and it's a win winner. I think it will make an <laughs> An outstanding grilled cheese sandwich because you're going to have the savory and the sweet. Okay. Now you can see already I've eaten about uh, 14,000 calories in my, <laughs> but I'm getting That's the Trader Joe's trap. It exactly. is one for the team. I mean, okay. So that wasn't enough. Then I had to bulk up on their big dinner winner. And that is the butter chicken with basmati rice. Now, have you tried that, Liz? Or, you know, this no. is a frozen food dinner, okay? Um, but it's very decent. It's mildly spiced. Um, I thought this was very tasty, okay? You and know what? I'm just, I'm not a fan of frozen food. I don't know why. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather just cook up my little green chef, Joel. That's okay, so you, you don't Fresh want food. the dessert. You don't want the dessert winner then, the mini ice cream cones, which oh, are- Oh, no, that sounds delicious. <laughs> well, those- I those mean, ice cream delicious. has to be frozen. Yeah, good yes, point. Liz. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you might want to check those out. Those have won again. And then finally, Leon, something you might you might want to try because I know you entertain a number of vegans. This mm -hmm. is their number one vegan item, which is a kale cashew. Well, those are out in your family, I know, and <laughs> and basil pesto. I oh. want. Okay. Uh, I got some of this and. Here's the thing. It's pesto. Okay. They had nuts, they had basil, and then they stuck that kale in there. I, know, I, I don't, I don't know why they did that. Okay. I, I, I don't like kale and I don't like the taste of kale in any form. I thought maybe I, I could make a go, go for it with the pesto, but not so much. Yeah. But anyway, you may, you may like it. Um, uh, the Trader Joe's associate that was helping me find it. He said it's flying off the shelves. Uh, so that, that that's the vegan kale, cashew and basil pesto. Uh, so some good items there. Uh, uh, scout them out in your local Trader Joe's. Okay. Julie, excellent. There is so much information on this show. Our friend Liz, our know. friend Liz, who's driving around with the whiteboard on her on her uh, on her window, the it's car, probably yeah. it's probably full by now. She's yeah. got oh yeah. gosh, all kinds of things on it. All right, uh, entertaining okay. sisters. This is the time of the show. We make our recommendations, TV, books this this week, all kinds of things. So, um, Liz, you're up first. You have a couple of recommendations. I do. I, well, I want to start with TV, and I just I want to pose the question to you, sisters: Is it possible? that Slow Horses season two could be even better than season one. And to which I say, yes, it is possible. <laughs> I, I, like I had not, I know we recommended Slow Horses when it came out last year. Season one was Bafo, but I have three words for you about Slow Horses season two, Russian sleeper cells. Okay. Oh, yeah. All, All right. right. So once you start activating Russian sleeper cells, then what you have is a story that takes the best of the spy genre, the look hooray, but not very good at their jobs, crossed with the Americans, right? The best <laughs> American spy drama. Yes. So really good. This is on Apple TV Plus. Um, I think it was like eight episodes, something like that. Anyway, season two, if you forgot about Slow Horses, 
don't sleep on slow horses slow oh. horses season two really good and at the end of season two they have the trailer for season three it's <laughs> very exciting that they're going to have a season three i agree with you liz it's it's a totally enjoyable series yes yeah and don't you think julie everyone in it is so good it's just very quirky characters all really good absolutely okay so that is tv from me now let's talk about movies people because as Julie has said several times, it is award season. And last year with the Oscar nominations coming out, um, people are starting to feel a lot of pressure about how they feel about certain movies. So I'm just going to share what I call the Shawshank con confession. This is the Shawshank <laughs> confession because I think we all have gone to movies that everyone says are great and you're going to love it. And we have not agreed or just not loved it. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I was about the Shawshank Redemption, right? Isn't that the name of the real movie? Yes. Yes. I don't know what was wrong with me that night. I think I went to a later show than normal. It's the end of a hard week. Whatever it was, I came out of that movie thinking, eh, no, not for me. Not for me. And this is a movie that now gets on everybody's list of like 100 best movies of all time. Yeah, everybody. Right. To both yeah, of you or their favorite yes. movie of all time. Like yeah, it's right. very popular with human beings as opposed to critics. You yeah. know, both like people love this movie. They life changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. OK. I did not. And I, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> because okay. I think so much of how you feel about a movie is the mood you are in when you watch it. And I just was not in the mood for that movie that night. So I offer this in response to like Lynn in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group who said she just has no clue what Banshees of Inishirin was supposed to be about. <laughs> That's okay, Lynn. <laughs> totally okay. That's a movie I really enjoyed. Clearly, I was in the mood for a dark, super sad Irish drama where almost nothing happens, right? But uh, you were not in the mood for that. It's okay. Bridget said she just totally didn't get everything everywhere all at once. And she doesn't understand what all the hubbub is about. And then Diane chimed in with the comment. She said, same for me, Bridget. My friend and I walked out and went for Thai food. Good for you, Diane. <laughs> I say, Good for you. It's supposed to be entertainment. If it's not entertaining you, just leave. It's okay. Turn it off. That's I confessed <laughs> last week that the Fablemans, I got like 30 minutes in and I was done, just done with the Fablemans. So I just put this all under the umbrella that I call the Shawshank Confession. Sometimes it doesn't matter how good a movie is. It's just not the movie for you at that time. So remember, it's about entertaining yourself. That's that's all I want to say today. Just entertain yourselves. Oh, wow, Liz, that was very uplifting, don't you think, Leon? I, I, I feel better. I feel yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, no, there's no pressure. I understand why people like. Uh, yeah, some of these movies are a little crazy, a little hard to follow, or maybe there's you think there's nothing to follow. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, don't Julie, it. But you saw a movie that you that really I liked. liked. That yeah, I liked. Okay. I went to see A Man Called Otto starring Tom Hanks. Now, this is based on the 2012 novel A Man Called Ove by Frederick Bachman. That was on the bestseller list for many years. And the Swedish film by 
by the same name, A Man Called Ove. So I've read the book, I saw the Swedish film, and now I saw A Man Called Otto. And so it's an adaptation now that now it's set in Pittsburgh rather than in Sweden. And it has Tom Hanks playing a curmudgeon widower. And then uh, uh, his na- he gets a new neighbor, Mariana Trevino, uh, plays uh, a character called Marisol. And she is amazing in this movie. Um, but also Tom Hanks's son, Truman Hanks, plays the young um, curmudgeon widower in some of the flashback scenes. So, and I thought he did a very good job. Um, I didn't even know this there was is, a Truman This Hanks. is a, it was a, well, I that's. I have no idea. I mean, I've heard of Colin Hanks, never heard of Truman Hanks. Okay. It says Truman Hanks. So no, I, 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 never, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and he's, I, I think he was very convincing in this role. So it is a very mature themes. This is not a family movie because it is about depression and suicide, the loss of a loved one. But it's also very sentimental. It's about kindness, about moments of humor and I can't believe I'm actually going to say it. There is an amazing cat in this movie. Like <laughs> I, the cat the, between Mariana, the actress Mariana Trevino playing Marisol and the cat. I, I just was, apt, I, I really liked this movie. I teared up and cried several times. So uh, Liz, I think using your Shawshank um, uh, confession, confession <laughs> I felt like I was in the mood for this movie. And I think I like this movie better than the book or the Swedish film. So how about that? Wow. wow. Okay. I'm just saying that's what I, that's what I think. Okay. Good to hear. I, and I will confess that I had no idea that this movie was based on the book, A Man Called Ove. I thought, what a weird title for a, a movie, A Man Called Otto. I just, I missed all the press. Sorry, been busy. Uh, all right, maybe I'll check it out now. That was a rave review, Julie. Very nice. Well, I have some book recommendations. I have been reading a ton. Uh, and so a couple of books that have recently come out that I want to recommend. The first one is, and they're all have to do with, they're all contemporary fiction. They have to do with life, loss, love, family. They're in very different settings, but they all have a lot of humor and heart and super engaging characters. And they draw you into these very specific worlds. So it was just a fun place uh, and a loving place to spend a couple of hours. So that's why I grouped all these books together and they're all recently out. The first is Small World by Laura Zygman. And it's a good tale of sisters. Imagine if two of the satellite sisters got divorced at about the same time and they decided to move in together in an apartment in Cambridge, Mass. How do you think that would go? Yeah, exactly. Wow, Hilarity hilarity ensues. Yeah, or not. So enjoyable, (laughs) love Laura Zygman's writing, Small World. The other one is The Sweet Spot by Amy Papel. And this is a story that's set in Greenwich Village and feels very New York-y. So if you really like just want a book that represents New York or imagine what it's like to live in New York. This is very evocative of that. And it sort of tells the story of um, the combination of your family by birth and your family by choice. And what happens when those two worlds run into each other. So again, there's a lot of heart, there's a humor, there's a baby at the center of it. So that's enjoyable. People are also making poor choices. So that's okay. They're not you. They live in Greenwich Village. They're 
going to make some poor choices, but, um, <laughs> okay. but I enjoyed this book, The Sweet Spot. And then the, the last one I listened to on audio, and I would highly recommend listening on audio. The book is Mame by Jessica George, and it's about a Ghanaian family in London. And you see the first generation daughter trying to break free of her Ghanaian family and set up her own life in London. And it's a beautiful audio book just with someone with a Ghanaian accent and just really felt like you were there and uh, and pronouncing all the words that would have been difficult for me to pronounce if I was just reading it. So that's Mame by Jessica George. Oh, Small World right. by Laura Zygmunt. The Sweet Spot, and Mame. And we have all these on a single book list. So again, there's going to be in the show notes. I'll spread the link around in um, on the Facebook page and in Pep Talk. But we have a whole working book list for all the books I'm going to recommend in winter, or we're going to recommend in winter 2023. But there you go. Get reading. Yeah, that's good. You know, in your book list, Leanne, another great thing about them, they're at bookshop.org. So it means when you buy from these lists, you are supporting independent bookstores. Yes. Uh, which yes. is a really good thing that we would like to encourage you to do. Right. So, and you can choose one or they'll just, they distribute the profits to indie bookstores. So you're not taking away from indie bookstores at all. You're actually supporting them. So it's especially good if you live in a place that doesn't have an indie bookstore right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and it's a fun and easy place for us to put our book list together. That's why we put it together there. Um, hey, I want to remind people next week on Satellite Sisters, we're getting ready for Galentine's Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> creeps up on us every year yeah whoops we gotta get on it but this year uh, we're gonna be talking to author Kim Fay. her book Love and Saffron was one of my favorites from last year it's a beautiful book about friendship and food and women it's told in letters which you know usually I'm like oh my gosh that's a lot of work but this book I loved Uh, it's coming out in paperback next week so Kim's gonna come on she's gonna talk to us about the lost art of letter writing and how we can use um, writing letters and cards to strengthen our friendship. And we're going to talk a little bit. We'll talk about her book, which I know many in the Satellite Sisterhood really loved. Um, And I'm really looking forward to talking to Kim about love and saffron and friendship and, and Galentine's Day. That'll be fun. All right. We want to thank uh, Sergio Enriquez. Sergio, it's great to see you today. By mistake, Sergio left his camera on and we saw him for the first time in three years. <laughs> you look good, Sergio. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> I'd like to thank Emily Loudermilk as well. She does our graphics. You can see them in Pep Talk and on Instagram. All right. Our to-do list for the week. I'm going to start. My son, Colin, is turning 25 this week. Oh, happy Not birthday Lee to Penn. Colin. Yes. yes. Some birthdays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was seven months old when we uh, recorded the first Satellite Sister. Oh, so, so you know, it took That's us a couple crazy. of years to get on the air. So he's going to be 25. So I have to, I have to come up with a present for him, but he's a big reader. So I usually buy him some books. So I'll, oh. I'll be doing that for sure. And then a few yeah. other things for his 25th birthday. Your little, your little groundhog, right? Yes. Yeah. That's so that's exciting. Well, I have to come up with the present as well. That's on my to-do list. I'm going to a birthday party for a 60-year-old man. And I I don't really know him that well. And so I don't know exactly what to get. But it didn't say no gifts. So I think oh. I have to... So I'd like to get him a book or maybe, you know, a wreck, a vintage record. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any anybody who has good ideas? Please um, post them at Satellite mm-hmm. Sisters Facebook page. Yes. 
Well, Liam, I'm just you're a good gift giver. Yeah, I say everybody's muscles hurt. So I know you might not want to get them a personal massager, but like some CBD lotion or just some of those patches you can slap on his body so they stops hurting. That's salon pie. Salon pie is an unusual birthday gift. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what message that sends, Liam. <laughs> Everybody loves fuzzy socks. You can do that too. Oh, okay. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my to do, well, you know, award season, the Grammys are Sunday night and oh, I fun. always enjoy the Grammys Yes, you know, because there are almost no awards given out at the mm-hmm. Grammy Awards. Yeah. <laughs> the best part of that award show is no awards. It's hosted by Trevor Noah. It's always just great musical performances. I mean, this year, some of the performers, of course, Harry Styles, that's the law now. Uh, Harry Styles, Bad Bunny, Mary J. Blige, Brandi Carlisle, uh, Lizzo, Kim Petras, Sam Smith. Anyway, Grammys on CBS on Sunday. And you know what is also just better than all the other awards show red carpets is the Grammy red carpet. Yes. People wear insane things. So. <laughs> and, and say and say say whatever they want to say. They're yeah. not yeah. as they're yeah. not they're not as stiff as the Oscar people. They're yeah. just, yeah. It, it, things are it, loose. You're right, Liam. It's a red carpet where anything could happen. People could say anything. Right wear anything, do anything. So even if you don't want to watch the whole Grammys, the red carpet is fun. So I recommend. Fantastic. Okay. Good reminder, Liz. I had forgotten that. All right. That's our show for this week. Hey, Jill and Liz, have a good week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>